Okay. All right. So what I want to do uh, now is I want to recognize my uh, special guest um, who's agreed to be on this uh, podcast, y'all, tonight. Uh, she's born and raised from uh, born and raised in Las, Las Vegas, Nevada. You know, anything that happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Uh, she was one of the first black golfers to compete at Indiana State University. Uh, she's the founder of Tee It Up. She's an LPGA professional uh, teacher. I want her to kind of take some time and, and kind of tell you her story and just tell you a little bit about herself. And so I want to recognize uh, none other. Y'all give it up for Mackenzie. Matt, how you doing, Mackenzie? Give it up for Mackenzie, y'all. All right, Hi. so Matt, welcome to the podcast. How you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Oh, man, you're more than welcome. We, we just appreciate you being on. This is a, a, a blessing for us. Uh, we've been doing these Black Junior Golf podcasts for about seven, eight months now. And uh, you're probably one of our biggest guests to date. So thank you for being on. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Well, thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started, Mackenzie. Absolutely. So like you said, I'm from Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm born and raised. I've been playing golf since I was seven years old. And um, nobody in my family played golf. Um, she, my mom put me and my sister in every sport, right? So we, I've played everything at least once. And so we were in gymnastics class and the local head pro's wife was sitting next to her um, in the waiting room and recommended that she put us in, in golf. Um, so I guess I wasn't doing a very good job of gym, of, of my tumbling. Right. That I needed to pick something else. So, um, But she also told my mom that it was good scholarship money in it for her daughters. And my mom's a single parent. So that was number one for her trying to find a way to get us to college. So we started playing as a family, me, my sister, and my mom. And um, we traveled, started getting into junior golf. So I started playing competitively when I was nine and um, just kept traveling from there. So every year we were traveling somewhere to play, just like you guys are on the call. You guys, I hear you guys talking about tournaments. So I was in AJGA, I was in IJGT when it was a little bit better tour. Um, I was, um, I've gone to junior world multiple times. U.S. Kids at the time wasn't as big as it is now. So um, playing in a couple of them, but they, it wasn't the, the premier tour at the time. Um, and did a lot of traveling to Florida. I was a top 100 golf week ranked junior in the country. And so um, a lot of things you guys are going through, I've gone through um, with me and my sister and uh, my mom, you know, being a new, a new parent to golf, she was learning as she was going. Um, our very first tournament, I showed up in jeans and a t-shirt. Wow. Um, so <laughs> so we've, we've learned um, as we've gone. And, and that's part of my mission and my sister's mission as well, is just to share as much as possible with you all so that you guys don't have to go through some of the bumps and lumps that we had to um, along the way. Because um, it, it's a lot of unspoken um, rules, tournaments, everything that nobody likes to share. So um, yeah. always ask me after this, if you want to reach out, ask me any questions, I'm always open. So after junior golf, I got a full ride scholarship to Indiana State University um, where I stayed, got my MBA degree and was the assistant women's golf coach as well. Um, my sister got a full ride um, to Hampton University. So my mom didn't pay anything for me or my sister for school. So that was, well, that was a blessing. That was. Um, so. <laughs> Um, I loved golf and continued to play. So I, um, after my master's degree, I moved to Florida to play 
mini tour golf. So I had some extra tour status and did a mini tours in Florida and then found my way to the first tee um, as, a, as a coach to pay, you know, just odds and ends as I was playing. And then um, it just seemed like a good fit for me to use my master's degree and be around the kids and still play. So when the program directorship opened up at the first key of Tampa, I jumped all over it and it was the best decision I could have made. Um, I got to use my business side to grow the, the organization, but also still have my foot on the course as well. And so um, I got my LPGA certification while I was doing that and my PGA certification. So I'm the fourth African-American woman to hold both sort of certifications. And, um, and it's been great so far. So just trying to, to refine my craft as I go along and um, top uh, golf digest, top instructor ranked, and just trying to be the best I can. Um, while I was there, I moved to Memphis to be, to run that program. Mm -hmm. And now I'm at Callaway. So I never thought I'd be yeah. away from teaching yeah. like I am now. Um, but you know, and that's the beauty of this game. You never know who you meet and you never know where it can take you. Um, so I got to meet the, the CEO of Callaway and, and they had something and, and now I'm here. And so it's been good so far. I'm in California. Um, closer to home again. Um, so it's been great. So um, I'm happy to be on the call and answering questions and, and be a resource. Beautiful, beautiful. But listen, again, we, we, we are, we're excited um, at the, at, when we, at, we're going to save a couple of minutes just for some Q&A because I know we've got some juniors and we've got some parents that's got some questions for you. Um, but I want to ask you, um, you know, Mackenzie, when you were coming up, what was your experience like with junior golf? And, and then, of course, you know, move, moving on to college. You know, what was that experience like? Stressful. <laughs> um, it is very stressful. <laughs> so I know exactly what you guys are going through. Your junior year is like the most stressful time because that's when they're recruiting. That junior summer is your biggest summer. Um, so you have coaches. That was one of my goals after that junior summer. I wanted to be a coach so that I can hold the clipboard <laughs> and check while they were watching because that's what they were doing to me when I was playing right they're they're freaking me out I'm like what are they writing now <laughs> so I'm like I'm gonna do that to some other junior so um so it's stressful but it's a journey I think it was the best times of of my life really because I got to travel with my mom and my sister I got to meet a whole di a lot of different people I've got to play Pebble Beach Torrey Pines um everywhere I've got to play everywhere through junior golf. And so that's been a blessing. So just enjoy the journey. Um, and, and, and don't lose sight that it's supposed to be fun. Right. And so, so and so, so McKenzie, you're exactly right. You know, you got to make it fun because you know, this game can be really tough. It can be really mean. And what would you say made the difference for you when you were coming up? What do you feel gave you that little edge to go from, to, you know, being a good player to a, pretty great player. What do you think was that? What, what do you think gave you that edge? I think it was a couple of things. One, I had a really great coach Good. that um, that let me kind of explore. So he wasn't rigid in his teaching of me. So like we one day of practice, we would go hit balls from under the tree. We'd hit balls golf backwards. We'd hit low, we hit high. So when I was on the golf course, there was no shot that I was afraid to hit because I've hit it before. I've seen it before. So I had a coach that kind of let me be creative in my shot making. I think that was important to my growth. Um, and I would say knowing the rules. You, I Being a U.S. Kids Tournament Director, 
and running PATs for the PGA, I see more rules broken than anything else. Right. And um, it costs people strokes. It costs people tournaments. And I think if if the fact that I knew it um, helped me, right? Helped me to learn where I could take drops, take better drops. I've seen people take lateral water hazards right on the side of the bank of the hill when you can actually take it further back and not be on the hill and hit it back in the water. <laughs> so I think those two things really help, like help, help me stand apart from some of the other juniors. And what would you say, Mackenzie, is probably the number one mistake that most players make when they're out on the course and they're trying to make some rude decisions? What would, what would you say are probably one of the, you know, one of the top mistakes that most juniors make? Top mistake is drops, is drops 100%. Okay. Whether it's a cart path drop, whether it's a water hazard drop, most people do not know their options. And so they end up dropping in an area that's really poor when they didn't have to. Right, right. It, make, it just makes that next shot even tougher, right? It does. Yeah. And it yeah. hurts my heart. <laughs> when you see them drop in the wrong place. Yes. Right. So, uh, so, so Mackenzie, uh, let's talk about, we know golf is some, some physical, but there's also some, some mental aspects of the game. Uh, what, what would you say, what would you recommend for juniors to work on the mental aspect of the game? Because, you know, when you're on the course, you're playing bad, you know, a lot of things go through your head. What would you say uh, junior golfers can do to work on the mental? I think with junior golfers, I see on the mental side is the parents' mental side that needs to work. Um, I think they stress their child out more than anything else. And I think if we could better coach the parents on, on how they could be better coaches to their child, I think that would help their child's mental. Because a lot of junior golfers are concerned with how their parents think. Um, they want to make their parents proud um, and those kinds of things. And so that's a parent pressure. It's not normally the juniors. The juniors just enjoy playing. So I think um, for child's mental, I think it's the parents. We got to do a better job being a little bit relaxed. <laughs> hey, Mackenzie, I think you're stepping on some toes tonight. <laughs> and I understand, trust me, if you had my mom on here, she'd probably say something different um, um, because you guys are paying, right? So to you, it's a little bit more strenuous, right? Because you're seeing the dollars and it's an investment for you. So you're making sure your investment is on point. But we're trying to make you guys happy. So if you guys are a little bit chiller, I think it'll help all the juniors be a little bit more relaxed. All right, we will, we'll work on that. Okay, we promise. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about let's talk about practice routine. You know, when you're preparing for a tournament, um, you know, what's what's your practice routine like uh, leading up to the week of the tournament? Absolutely. So um, for me, I've always been a play practicer, right? I like to be on the course. Okay. I've never been a big hitting balls type person. Um, so, um, and, and through my training, they actually say that if you're not working on a swing change, you shouldn't be beating balls, right? Because it doesn't translate, right? The beating balls does not translate to the golf course. So if you're comfortable with your actual swing technique, you need to be on the golf course practicing. Uh, and playing and making shots, because that's how you get used to the atmosphere of, of competitive play. Um, when I get ready for a tournament, um, I set up shots on the golf course that I know I'm going to have at that particular facility, right? Okay. So if I know I'm going to Pinehurst, say, they have a lot of undulation. And so what I'll work on my chip shots up 
higher higher chip shots because you're needed you're gonna need those around the greens because they're kind of up plateaued a little bit right. um if i know i'm gonna play a faster putting surface i'm gonna make sure the week before i'm on some faster putting surfaces so i can get used to that um going in so i try to set up situations that i know i'm gonna have at a particular um golf course and and um kind of go from there but uh the week before i'm never like heavy swing technique unless it's just horrible <laughs> but um, I try not to be focused on that. Just, just situations and in, in, in getting used to conditions. Beautiful, beautiful. And so, so let's just say, Mackenzie, you are having a bad day because you know golf can be a very mean sport, right? What, what, what's, what go? What do you tell yourself when you're having a bad day to try to turn your, you know, your round, you know, turn your round around, you know, no pun intended. But you know, what do you, what do you tell yourself when you're having a bad day on the golf course? Um, when I'm having a bad day on the golf course, um, I still try to go as hard as I can. You know, you, you know that you're not playing your best and you know, you're struggling a little bit, but you, I try to like still motivate myself. So maybe I'm like, okay, I know it's hard for me today. It might be hard for somebody else too. Right. Right. Um, so I play games with myself. Okay. How can I, I don't want to be last. So what can I do these last five holes to make sure that doesn't happen? So, you know, you just try to pick yourself back up, play games with yourself um, to, to move forward. And, and my mom has always put in me that you can't quit. And that's what I see a lot of juniors do. They quit. So quitting was never an option. So it was like, you're going to keep losing golf balls or you're going to, you're going to turn it around. Right. So I try to just play games with myself. And like I said, one game I play with myself is how do I, not be last okay let me see if, if i par here then you know i'm a one step closer to not being the last one on the pole and so that just puts you in a back in a competitive state and puts you in a better mindset to at least finish out strong there you go you're right about that you know so um so so you know i know you've you know met a lot of people in the industry who's some of your favorite uh people in the industry who's some of your favorite players in the industry um who, who does mckenzie like in the golf industry um i it's really hard because i'm in the industry so i'm like i'm my favorite person yeah um but i've met i met annika multiple times she's mm -hmm. awesome beautiful um she's just confident and humble at the same time and beautiful. it's hard to see that but um she's great um <clears throat> I've met Susie Whaley. She's awesome. I know she's not a player, but um, she's she was the past um, president of the PGA of America. Okay. Um, so she's she's awesome, and she's actually a really good player too. So, <laughs> um, she's awesome. Um, I actually have played golf with um, MB Park. So MB Park grew up in Las Vegas, and we played. Um, we were at rival high schools actually. <laughs> Oh. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, can you imagine that? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I played a lot of golf with her and she's really down to earth, just like, and her game is just, it looks so simple when you watch her. Um, um yeah, I, I, I think everybody's pretty cool. Nobody stands out as being better than one or the other. I think yeah. everybody has their, their things, but, um, those are some ladies that I, I like. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, now what's your favorite course to play? My favorite course. Yeah. So I don't think it's open, but it's the uh, falls at Lake Las Vegas. Okay. 
Um, it, it, it is, of course, it is actually in the mountains of the outskirts of Las Vegas. So you're like hitting through the mountains. There's just one hole you have to hit through. It's like a blind. One, when I was there one time, there was a bighorn sheep like on the tee. And so it was like more of an experience like <laughs> than anything. Um, so I, I really enjoyed playing there, but I've been able, I've been blessed to play in a lot of great places. Good, good, good. And how many hole in ones have you had? Matt? I've only had one. Just one? What what course? You remember? Yes. Um, it's at, in Las Vegas. It's actually um, a local course, uh, part three course that I am actually like the five time champion. So as a junior golfer, like that was my my thing. Um, <laughs> just because it was close to my mom's job, so she would drop me off there, and I just keep going around and around and around. Um, so yeah, that was the course. That was a course. Good, good, good. So what's the one thing that you want um, everybody to know that that they may not know about Mackenzie Mack? Oh, no. <laughs> a good question, huh? That is a good question. I don't know what, what people know. Um, I want them to know that one, um, I'm actually a very shy person. And um, interviewing and all of those things are, are learned skills and I, and for the juniors i encourage you guys to work on that because that what sets you apart that what that's what gets you chosen for those those tv specials and for to be featured and those things and so to the parents make sure you make sure you prep them for that um, my mom definitely worked with me um for prepping it's not it's not a it's a learned skill for sure it's not a natural skill for me i definitely would rather be in the corner quiet. Um, but uh, I think for juniors, um, knowing that really sets you apart because you always get them and they don't have anything to say. They don't know <laughs> what to do or they're really quiet. But to stand up and say, hey, my name is, and you know, there's always going to be those same questions that they always ask. Like, why, did, why do you like golf? What's your favorite thing about golf? Who's your hero? Those kinds of things. So have those things ready so that when they they come hold that mic in front of your hand, you're just awesome that they can't help but put you on air because that's really the exposure is really going to take you to the next level. Yeah. So it sounds like practicing on your interview skills would be a, a good thing to do, too. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. We had one of our one of our favorite uh, juniors on. Uh, I don't know if you heard of Zevi Perez out of Augusta, Georgia. He's like he's a 10 years old and he's won like 300 golf tournaments and he's like one of the best interviewers that you will ever interview. He, uh, he was just featured on, uh, the Steve Harvey show. So if you get a chance, check him out. Okay. We'll do. All right. We'll do. But anyway, so, uh, Mackenzie got, you got time for a couple questions. Absolutely. All right. Listen, we got, we got a great, um, we got a great, uh, uh, cast tonight. We got some, some people on and I think they may have some questions for you. So guys, let's open up the lines uh, for some questions for Mackenzie. We got some juniors on, uh, we got some parents on. So if you wanna um, ask Mackenzie any questions, just unmute your mic and I'll put you on as a spotlight, okay? I have a question. Hey, Kendall. Hi. Hey, can you, can you take your camera off? I wanna spotlight you. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, there we go. Wait, hold on, let me stand with some my There light. we go. How are you? Good. How, How are, are you? I'm doing well. I wanted to ask, since I'm currently a senior in high school, I'm going to be playing golf at Howard in the fall. 
what would you say is your biggest advice transitioning from being a senior in high school to now a freshman in college, both uh, academically and athletically with golf? Absolutely. And congratulations. I do follow you on social media. So I'm so proud of everything that you've accomplished up to now. And I'm excited about your college career. Um, I would say time management is number one, because you're going to have, you're going to be busy. Okay. (laughs) You're going to be booked and busy really fast. Um, And so just make sure you, you plan your, your studying time. And you plan, you know, you're going to have your set times for practice and set times for study tables. Just make sure you have a plan for, for your work um, and set and make sure you set that time for you because it's going to get busy. It's going to get hectic. And once you guys start traveling, you guys are gone for three, four days in a row. Um, so just time management. I always kept my planner with me so I knew where, every, where I was going to be every single day, hour of every single day, just so I could know, okay, I have this, I have that. Okay, I have an hour. I can go have some fun right here because <laughs> that's important too. That's part of the college experience too is having a good time too. So um, I would say time management. Have your planner and keep up with it. Right. Are you excited? You. Yes, I'm very excited. And hopefully you, everything will be open up by now or by then. Hopefully. Did you get your equipment already? No, not yet. Not yet? Okay. You'll love it. It'll be great. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, thank you. Kendall. Thank you. All right. All right. Next question for Mackenzie. Next question. Hi. Hi. Who we got on? Can we can we can we spotlight you? Can you cut your video on? Okay. There we go. Is that is that Jasmine? Hey, you got a uh, you got a question for Mackenzie? I'm Layla, and my question is, what sets you apart from everybody else when you're when you're playing? What sets you apart from everybody else that was doing what you are doing? Good question. So when I was playing, what set me apart? One, um, I knew the rules better than anybody on the golf course. Two, I actually was a really long ball hitter when I was playing consistently. So I, I hit the ball a lot further than a lot of the other girls that I played with. Um, and I really, really just wanted to kick everybody else's butt. <laughs> That's right. So, um, and so that was really drive, drove me on the golf course. But those two, those three things are kind of what set me apart is, is my length. Um, and knowing the rules better than anybody else on the facility. Good. So you had to you had to have that killer instinct. Yeah, and that and and that killer instinct can be anything, right? It could be it whatever motivates you, right? It could be not being bottom. It could be being a winner. It could be you just want to shoot the lowest you could shoot every single day. I think that killer motivation can be different for everybody, but there has to be some motivate something motivating you other than mom and dad. <laughs> good, good, good. All right, any other questions for Mackenzie? All right, the lines are open. All right, we got Corey Guyton. Yep, uh, it's, it's Corey Gathers. Um, thank you for allowing me on the, on the podcast. Um, uh, first and foremost, uh, Mackenzie, uh, you have such an impressive resume. Um, I'm just reading your bio. 
it's, it's amazing. Um, just kind of, um, you know, I'm taken back and I'm really Im impressed because I really kind of want to, I wish I kept my girls up so she can meet you. I just put the girls to sleep. <laughs> so um, before I ask my question, also congratulations to Kendall. I just recently started following her on, uh, on uh, social media. That's a very impressive thing to do. Uh, be granted a scholarship to go and play golf at Howard. I'm very impressed with that. So congrats to you, Kendall. Um, and um, um, thank you, Corey Guyton. He actually, I just connected with him maybe two days ago, who kind of linked me into this, um, I guess, network of uh, junior black golfers. So thank you. Um, and thank you, Ro, for holding holding this event. So well, I got my thank yous out the way. Um, um what I wanted to say, oh, also, so Kailani is my daughter, Kailani Gathers. Um, she is actually being taught by Alice Brown, and I see that you ran through the Tampa network here. Um, so I'm so kind of upset that I missed you by a year, because uh, I'm sure I would have linked up with you here. Um, but I, you got to know Alice, so I'm yep. hoping that you, you know, hoping that you know each other and that we hope, you know, meet up with you, you know, at some point in time or get to, get to you know, get closer with you. Um, my daughter's only seven, so I guess I would say, I know it's taken it way back in your memory bank here, but what is um, the, the biggest thing I should concentrate on with her, I, I, other than just having fun? You know, I get it. She's seven. She's got to live. Um, but, you know, daddy wants, like I said, daddy's paying some dollars. You know, daddy wants to see her succeed and, and actually um, be competitive, you know. So I really want her to develop that independent and strategic mindset about the game. Um, so how do I instill that in her and, um, you know, have her have fun at the same time? Right. Absolutely. Um, growing up for me at seven, it was, yes, we were having fun, but we, but my mom's a very competitive person. So, um, you, you need to get it together. Right. Right. Um, and, um, but it was always a family game, you know? So like we would play uh, together. My mom would go play. She, she don't really play, but she would with us just so it would be a family gathering. So it was never for me like um, a hardcore thing until late, you know, until high school or whatever, because it was just like, oh, we're going to play with mom. And, and early on, it was just that, you know, this is another sport that I play in addition to everything else. Right. And so, um, and as you're doing that, she always had us in lessons, right? We were always in lessons. So we're always developing our skills um, and getting better as we we're going along. Um, one thing I think that helped too was getting me in tournaments kind of early. So I got in tournaments at nine um, without having even gone to the golf course yet. I had just been taking lessons really? for, for two years. And then the wow. pro was like, you should go try it. Yeah. Okay. So we go um, and I played and um, that kind of just sparked from there. Right. You're like, Oh, I like this. So like, what do I got to do to continue? I think just making it a family thing, like this is what we do. We, right. th there's no if, ands, or buts about it. This is what we do. And that's kind of what my mom did. And, and I, and I'm thankful for that. Cause I see a lot of juniors fall in and out of the game and the parents allow them to do that. And right. it hurts my heart. Cause there, there's days that my mom had to drag me to the golf course. There's days that I wanted to go somewhere else. And she, and she made me go, she let me do other things too, but golf was always first. Right. And had she not done that, Give me one second. Well, okay, give me one second, Matt. Okay, there we go. Go ahead, Mackenzie. Oh, shoot. I think Mackenzie got muted. Oh, give me one second here. Okay. Unmute your mic, Mackenzie. 
we had a uh, had a little bit of background noise. You good? Okay. She's still muted. That's weird. Come on, maybe it's me. Oh, uh, she might be muted on her end. Uh, can you hear us? It's. I think you're still muted. Can you hear me? Yes. Yep. Now we can. Okay. <laughs> I was missing all that valuable information. I was like, Wait. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, like I said, you guys, you guys know what's best for your child. I say keep a minute because it's scholarship. And like I said, had my mom let me quit or let me say I didn't want to, um, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys right now. Right. And I think just making that a prior, a family priority. Golf is a family priority. We all do it. We all go together. Like this is what it are. That's one of our core things. Um, then it's not, a, there's no question, you know, there's no question from, there was never a question for me. I knew that I had to do golf first before I could do anything else. And I think if you set that precedent first, you won't have any issues and they'll like beating you. Like we had games with beat my mom, you get this. Like it was just a family activity at the end of the day and, and let them make sure they stay in it. My sister is not directly in golf. She's a lawyer, but she's a lawyer without any college debt because of golf. So, so that's important too. So yeah. use the game to whatever road you want to go down. And yeah. I say, keep her in lessons and, and keep, keep developing those skills. I have one more question, if you don't mind, uh, Mr. Tom. Yes, go so, ahead, Corey. Yep. So, um, you know, so you obviously have some dealings with Alice Brown. She's absolutely fantastic. Um, I, and I only want her to have really one uh, voice to listen to. I feel like a lot of, you know, like when you're adults playing the game, a lot of voices getting in your head can really mess up your game. And you really should only stick to really one coach. And I just got bit by the bug last year. So I'm all in it. You know, I'm, we're all in the family, all in it. So, uh, at that age, would you recommend multiple coaches? I mean, can that hurt? Can that help keep it simple, stick with Alice and just let it ride as you know, Alice only does LPGA. Um, she's she would like for her to do U.S. kids golf, um, you know, however, um, she just wants her to be absolutely ready. And but I've had several people tell me, get Kai in the, into U.S. kids. She's ready. She's good. You know, dive in. You're, you're fine. So I guess kind of wanted to pick your brain on, you know, do, do I start, uh, seek out other coaches while we do U.S. kids golf or should I just you know, stick with Alice and keep riding it out and, 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 and um, you know, get her involved in that tournament play as soon as possible. Sure. I, I, I don't believe in having a whole bunch of coaches, um, mm -hmm. but I do think making sure your relation, the child's relationship with that coach is a good one because okay. it's yeah. not there. It, the, the learning is not going to happen. If that communication, if there, if you don't trust that person, right. If you don't have that good relationship with that coach, it doesn't matter who they are, it's not going to matter because they're not going to listen. They're not going to trust. So just make sure that, that you, you truly believe in your coach and then just ride with it. I've only had three coaches in my whole life. Um, wow. So I had the one that I started with um, and he got me to a certain point. And so I set, uh, sought out another coach that worked with higher level um, players. Okay. I stayed with him all the way through college. Wow. Um, and then when I moved to Tampa, I met another lady who just was that next level of, on top of that, sure. worked a lot, a lot of with touring pros. And so I worked with her, but mm -hmm. for me, that relation, like I only trust certain people at my suite. So once That's I'm connected, I'm in. Um, right. so, um, I'm that kind of person. 
um, as far as, and I think it's good for your development so you can kind of really grow, but it's the relationship. Like I said, if you don't trust that coach, move on, move to somebody else. Um, as far as playing, I, because I'm a U.S. Kids Tournament director, I've been one, I'd say jump in, especially at seven, you get to be her caddy. And so yeah. you get to go with her and it's, it's less intimidating. Some yeah. of the other tournaments, they got to go by themselves and it's like more rulesy. And I know that U.S. Kids, isn't, they're, they're still going to be on, you know, it's very competitive, but you're right. going to be there as that buffer for her and kind of be there with her. And so it's really a good learning environment. Um, and also they do places all the way up to five. So nine times out of 10, she's going to get a, 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 a medal. So yeah. that's, that's always good for the, the confidence. Um, right. So I say jump in. Jump awesome. in. Just, awesome. Thank you so hey, much. Hey, Corey, just be ready to get fired every week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, next question for Mackenzie, y'all. Hey, Mackenzie, I have a question for you. Hey, I got a question for you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're on the spotlight, but no, I'm so glad to see you. And I was excited to see, I was excited to have you uh, know that you're coming to be a guest today. Um, so, I know as a, as, a, as a pro, there was a transition period from playing to working and having a career in golf. And mine started, I knew I was not going to be playing professionally at, at the college level. Like high school, I thought I was all that. Got to college and I was like, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> and furthermore, I knew that I just didn't have the, the perseverance to play at the level I need to play at a professional level. So I said, I love golf enough to stay in it, but it's not going to be at a tour level. For you, when did that happen? And, and, and what, you know, what kind of went through your process of changing over to what you're doing now? Sure, that's a good question. So um, after college, I went to play um, in Tampa, mini tour golf. I played three seasons, I think. And um, the, honestly, the more I got into first tee and working with the juniors, the more I got pulled away from my actual game um, because I was really invested in helping them grow and helping them reach their, their goals. And so I was like, eh, this is rough. Like playing professional golf is rough. It is not for the faint of heart. Um, it's not for the poor. It's not for any of that. <laughs> um, so I learned really quickly that I didn't, you know, I didn't want to be poor anymore. Um, and this was rough and I really enjoyed the junior. So they kind of pulled me away and gave me a reason to kind of like, oh, okay. Um, but then when I got my LPGA and realized that I could still play. So being that LPGA member, you know, the um, national championship and you could still qualify for a major. I'm like, oh, that's me. This is me. Like I can, <laughs> I can still have money in my pocket, be an adult and, and still play competitively. So um, I think a lot of people don't know that just being a, a teacher or a golf professional, LPJ or PJ, there's a ton of playing opportunities and they play for money. Um, so that was a draw for me. And it was just like, okay, I could do both and be both. And so that's kind of what pulled me away from the playing side. A hundred percent. That's good. That's good. And Jamie, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Give it Thank up for Jamie. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling the shoes of Mackenzie Mack and Ashante Epps and the secretary role. So I got some huge shoes to feel. <laughs> you'll be great. Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. All right. Any, any, we'll take one last question for 
uh, Mackenzie, guys, and we're going to wrap up the podcast. Any any last questions for Mackenzie? Okay. All right. So, Mackenzie. Can I say one more thing? Yes, you can. Hey. Right ahead. Okay. <laughs> I Oh, somebody has a question? I think somebody has a question. Go right ahead. Yeah, hey, I, this is Fletcher Valentine. How you doing? Oh, hey, hey I wanted you? to get your good. I, I, I want to get your perspective on um, how you you and your family went about choosing a coach or a college to go to. Was did you guys think of it more in like close to home, or was it had to be a fit between you and the coach? Can you speak to how you guys made y'all's decision on choosing? I know how how we did, but I want to hear how you did. Absolutely. Um, so one, number one was money. <laughs> Who's offering the most money uh, was important. But um, for me, it was, it didn't matter if I was close to home or not. So that didn't play a factor in it for me. Um, but the coach was 100% number one for me. Um, I heard from other uh, junior golfers at the time and college golfers that of horror stories of kids getting into the school and the coach be, you know, you guys just don't mesh well, and which is hard because they're basically your boss for four years. So you want to kind of be able to mesh with that person. And for me, I knew that I wanted to play professionally when I got out. So I wanted to be around a coach that could elevate my game so that after those four years, I was better than what I was when I came in. And not every coach does that. You have manager coaches, you have ones that are um, playing or helping, you have all different kinds. And so I was looking for someone who's gonna take me to the next level. Um, and I was also looking for a team that was semi-small. Um, if you look around at teams, you'll have 12 people on a team and you have to qualify every single week to travel. Um, that played into my decision too. I didn't wanna fight before I had to fight. Um, so um, I, um, that played in my decision as well. So the coach was number one. Who could who can make me better than I was when I came in, and where could I play the most? Good. That's good. That's good, Mackenzie, to consider those things. Great. All right. Does that answer your question? It does. It it it, uh, it, it hits home everything that I knew already um, that we went through. I wanted to hear from Mackenzie's standpoint. And it, it's, she really nailed it about the coach and the parents need to understand the coaches are going to be the people who control access to equipment, access to a lot of things when the kids make the transition from um, junior golf to college golf. And so it's very important to make sure it's a good fit because they will change on you. Absolutely. And, you. and what's their what's their philosophy, right? My coach's philosophy was, I want to make you better after four years. So some coaches that I need you to play well every single day. And if not, I don't want you here next year. And that's not, that's not an atmosphere I wanted to be in. So make sure you ask what their coaching philosophy is too, because it, it, it can be really bad or it can be really good for you. You were in Tampa, Mackenzie? I went to Indiana State. Right. But you worked over in Tampa. Do you know yeah. um, Chris Malloy? I don't. I don't. Yeah, he, he was a coach at USF, and so that's the only reason I wanted to just bring it up is just it's important to the kids to understand and the parents to understand when they make the decision, it's really important to have total perspective of who your child is going to be spending the majority of their time with. So thank you. Yep. Hey, thanks for asking that question, too. Appreciate it. Okay, so Mackenzie, um, 
thank you so much for blessing us with your presence tonight. Um, man, you, you really shared a lot of knowledge and I think you really helped a lot of juniors tonight. I think you helped a lot of parents tonight. And uh, we just thank you for, for blessing us and, and coming on the podcast tonight. Appreciate you. No, I'm glad you guys, you reached out and asked me to come on. And I'm, I'm so glad this, it, this exists because yeah. I didn't have that growing up. I didn't have a network. Um, the only group that I knew of that played golf juniors that played was the Bill Dickey, which is no longer around, but that was my group of people. And so this is great. So you guys can connect and you guys are going through the same things and kind of help each other through the journey. Um, so I think that's awesome. Listen to each other. And as you're out there on these tours, make sure you act like you belong. I hate seeing us go out there and, and act timid. And that's when they kind of, they pick up that really easily. You know, you make sure you know everything you need to know and act like you belong. And I think you'll, you'll be treated that way. And it'll make it a lot easier for you and your junior. Um, so you can just play golf. Because sometimes it's it's more than that. It can be a lot more than that going on. Um, so just make sure that um, and know that you guys belong out there just as much as anybody else. That's right. Well, again, thank you so much, Mackenzie. We are looking forward to uh, a lot of the juniors picking up some Callaway gear. Hint, hint. <laughs> I, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. All right. Again, sure. thank you so much, Mackenzie. Y'all have a good night. Okay. We out. <laughs>